recorded the episode for this week and so I assume that this will post prior to that but we obviously began our recording mere moments after finding out that unfortunately Prince has died and everybody who knows Daryl and I personally and a lot of our listeners also know that you are the consummate fan of Prince and have been now we are too but our uh, fandom is a little more mm, superficial, I should say, because our interactions with his music, although are completely intertwined in our childhood, we're not on the same level as other fans of Prince. I mean, I, being a not a dummy, know how incredibly brilliant he is as a musician and as a, a performer. Obviously, I've been very lucky to have seen him more than once. So, I mean, I do understand the concept of how incredibly huge this loss is for for everybody but you are a true fan one of those you know purple people (laughs) yeah more than i am even and so what i think is really cool actually is that although the uggs have always been fans of prince since we since his inception since we have known of him we were obviously very young girls at the time which will which you'll find out more about in the episode right yes um however episode 158 158 however this is producer dub's opportunity to express his fandom i needed an outlet he need and he he knows someone who has a podcast i do it's it was very nice of you to invite me on to a little special ugly extra here so you have the mic and you will listen to every word he has to say (laughs) i wouldn't go that far so of course all the tributes will be rolling in the podcast will be flowing with prince stories because everybody has a story everybody has a story he has literally I'm going to say literally, in the literal sense, literally touched everyone in some way, whether you hate him or you love him, you know who he is. You know what, I, I, I told you this earlier, but what I wanted to start with was how frustrating today was for me. <laughs> because this all went down on a day where I've been out for a couple of days. Right. Um, for those of you who didn't know or don't follow on my particular social media, I was in Canada for a few days to celebrate my grandfather's uh, uh, services and passing. He mm-hmm. was 94, lived a great life. So it all, it's already been an emotional, you know, <laughs> right? week and exhausting week for me. And so when with my particular job, when you're off for a couple of days, the work doesn't go away. It's sitting there waiting, waiting. for you, right? So today and yesterday was just ridiculous. And so what the frustrating part for me was is that I really wanted to absorb and 
understand what was happening. Right. To by far process my favorite artist of all of time. All time. It's like your like, Elvis. Second place is like below way way down like it's like if you told me that i could only listen to one artist ever i would be okay with that yeah like and and for me that's that's the the, the, the artist right Right. so and so as i was coming home and kind of telling you that it was frustrating for me to not be able to participate with all the fans that were as big as i was and just the what it was and how it's going down you know what all the stories will come out as to what happened and all that kind i don't give a Fuck. It doesn't I matter. Don't because I have seen this guy live four or five times. I have listened to literally every song that's ever come out, live, yeah. recorded, otherwise. I posted a list today yeah. of my favorite songs from the 39 studio albums that Prince had. And, and I've got stories, and so and so you were nice enough to say, well, let's just, don't tell me, let's just go on the show, because yeah. there were things you didn't know about me right. as it regards Prince uh, that I had in detail, <laughs> so I, I thought I would share some of those with you. But I do have this, this list that I'm not going to go through all of it, right. but if you want to see it, you know, maybe the Ugly Truth will share it or something oh, yeah, like that. yeah, we will. But, but I listed my favorite song from every single one of the 39 albums, and it starts with the For You album, which was 1978. Yeah. And Soft and Wet. His very first um, album, in very, fact. Very first, you know, uh, but some of the songs, just one from each album, I Want to Be Your Lover, When You Are Mine, Do Me Baby. Um, and, and, they, and they're not like all the title track from the from the album or or the stuff that might jump off the page at you like for me purple rain obviously is a big album everybody loves every possible song from it the first so to many the fans. end man that whole album it's, is and it's a story if you've i mean everybody has heard a song or two but if you ever get the opportunity and the time to sit and listen to the very first note to the very last don't note. Don't shuffle. Don't shuffle. It's like an opera. It really it's like is. a story. It's amazing. And it, I mean, most of people our age discovered Prince that year, yeah, 1983, sure. 1984. We were 14, 15. I have a story 15. about those people later, actually. <laughs> and, you know, uh, even in my infancy of not even knowing, mm-hmm. I knew that listening to that that album from beginning to end was essential. Right, everyone does. Yeah, for sure. And my favorite song off of that was for, was "Darling Nikki," which is not the one that leaps out of you, but I mean, "Computer right. Blue," oh, uh, beautiful song. ones. There's just so, in addition to the "Wind Doves Cry" and the mm-hmm. ones in "Purple Rain" and the ones that everybody knows. Someone ruined "Wind Doves Cry" for me. Oh, really? I went to a dance with a boy in high school, and he was kind of a loser. And he, we were dancing to "When Doves Cry." I don't know why it was considered a slow song at the dance. Well, the thing about well, Did go ahead, I'll tell you. The so the thing about "When Doves Cry" that makes it like this unique masterpiece that a lot of people don't know is there's not an actual baseline in that song. Right. And so, yeah, you're right. There just isn't. Yeah. It, there's no consistency to it. It's, it's literally this musical like masterpiece right. that people don't really realize. And it moves all over the place. And yet everybody can sing it. So, so anyway. uh, the boy that I he was dancing, we were dancing to this, trying to fumble through this song. <laughs> and he kept singing. This is what it smells like when cum dries. And he fucking ruined the song for me. So every time I hear it, that's all I hear. That's awful. I know. Screw you, Danny. Yeah, Danny. Jerk. Dirk. All right, go on. Anyway, uh, just some others, you know, around the world in the day that Raspberry Beret is, you know, everybody's Mm -hmm. favorite, although that album is entirely great. Parade uh, was Sometimes It Snows in April, 
one of my absolute favorite songs. Probably the highest quoted. Uh, uh, I am friends with well, my our friend, my friend Colleen, now yes, your friend yes. as well, who is just grief stricken. Which you know, I can feel her pain from here. Sure. Another friend of ours, mine. He's a comedian uh, in Baltimore. Rob is a hardcore fan. Also quoted. The same spring, yeah. snows, springs in April. It, it, so, sometimes it snows in April. I mean, yeah, I, I think one of the things I posted today was that I think a lot of people think of Prince for, you know, when doves cry and let's go crazy well, yeah, and those kiss. Were his radio hits. And just his radio hits, right? Right. But his slow jams were right. the shit. I mean, for me, not only sometimes it snows in April, but Adore is my number one Prince song. It reminds <sighs> me of you, so that's you. part of it. I'm so but, glad. But, but <laughs> Call My Name, yes. like which is not a song a lot of people know, but it's just a tremendous, funky, soulful tune. I would like um, to think that we made our child to one of these songs. Yes, at, no question. <laughs> uh, well, and you walked down the aisle to the most beautiful girl I in the did. world, I which pl- is just... I played it five times today it's at so, least. <laughs> it's so great. Um, Sign of the Times, probably one of the best. If you if you've never heard Sign of the Times, that is another one. It's a double album. Listen listen to it from start to finish. Housequake and Adore is on that one. I, love um, that song. I did lo- a you know I did a routine to Housequake. You did. I did. It's like you know what I played. I was I can living, almost remember it. <laughs> I would, oh, I may have to see that. Later. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was living in the dorms and somebody college. found out college dorms and I fa- and somebody found out I had been a DJ. Oh. And uh, we didn't really have DJ equipment per se in the dorms, but we had some kind of impromptu party in our dorm room at Draper Hall. And they asked me, and I just had this amazing CD collection, and I played Housequake, and it rocked that. Everybody shit. was like, everybody was going nuts because right? that's not a, that's not even a club song. Like you got to be, be a Prince fan to know it that. It freaking right? should be. It's it an really, amazing song. It really should be. So, and then you know, there's other ones like random. Like, well, first of all, I'm going to tell you this album, and I know I have kind of said it already, but. Go listen to Parade. Oh, immediately. Yeah. Yes, that that album is is actually related to that really weird Under the Cherry Moon movie that he did. You're and, right. And so and so there's and I'll tell you some stories about that. But um, but that album is ridiculous, and it's the whole Recasto thing was I all. I love that. that is such a Everybody great, loves the Recasto. Such a great album. Uh, Graffiti Bridge wasn't all him. The time and there were some great songs on that. Diamonds and Pearls is an absolute classic it's a gem. album it's it really is it's, it's just truly ridiculous a gem. <laughs> and then you know he did get in he did get in well uh, and then i'll tell you blue light later but he did get into kind of his weird phase where he was doing yeah. albums like come and the black album and the yeah. gold experience and chaos and disorder and emancipate that were all these really kind of rebellious rebellious anti-establishment and, and, well, well they were not only anti-establishment well, anti-album uh, anti-corporate right, album right anti-record yeah. business yes. right and so i think part of it was is that if you were a prince fan and he was putting out some great shit in there. Yeah. But people wanted Purple Rain. They Sign wanted the radio Times, hits. 1999. And he, wasn't, ac- and he, he had, wasn't accommodating. He wasn't accommodating it. But the music quality did not change. It just yeah. got funkier or more soulful or whatever those was. It, it, you know, it just didn't have that stuff. I heard a quote from him today. I was listening actually to the iHeartRadio Prince tribute station. If mm-hmm. you haven't heard it, it's all Prince. And so there's, but they're running clips from him. Yeah. And one of the things that he, that he said was, he goes, because you make music your own, like you make it your own, whether you're listening to Sexy Motherfucker or P Control, which is Pussy Control, or whatever album he was, or song he was putting out at that time, it's what it is to you. And so there's right. this line, right? Where yeah. you take it the way you take you it. You own so. it. And that, and I thought, I just thought that was really cool. So it's true. Anyway, so those were I posted those songs, and that was actually a really hard list to write. 
not just because there's a lot of them and 39 albums is a lot, but, right. but, but also because it's hard to pick. To, right. For, for a fan, <laughs> yeah, it's, hard it's hard to, to pick, pick, you know, so you probably won't recognize a lot of the songs, but anyway, who so, cares? So, but you know what? Okay. Um, we will absolutely post that on ugly okay, truth good. when um, this drops. All right, cool. Yeah, uh, the, the, the thing that I commented on at the end of this list was this is all great. But if you haven't seen him live, yeah. you haven't seen Prince. And it's and crazy. I and, and there's plenty of videos out there. I mean, arguably the best Super Bowl halftime show yes. ever. Absolutely. And there's a little documentary that I posted today that it's 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 mostly scenes from the thing, but there's some backstory on it okay. too. I don't know where our friend got that trip. I don't know where he got that. I haven't watched it yet yep. because I don't know about you. Well, I know you yeah. have. We have been Inundated. Inundated. Which, you know what? You got to feel the love, right? Right. Because that means everybody's thinking about you yeah. going, this has to be rough, right? It is rough. It but is. But luckily, it's not like we don't have any kind of way to not celebrate yeah. him. That, we have a huge... And we're so lucky that we got to see him even more than once. Multiple Some times. Some people never got never. the opportunity. Never. And I'm so grateful that I... Well, actually, with you, the be- actually. The, the, the best part of, of Prince is still here, right? Yeah. Which is, 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 is his, his music and, and if you experience it. And mm-hmm. I think Justin Timberlake, who's been oft quoted today because of his little tribute, said that too, is that, you know, our, you know basically the, the music is, is what you want uh, from something it. like that and just, just honor it. And I think... And you what know. Prince would want is he would want you all to fuck. <laughs> so do that too. Um, you know what that's you what he wants. Here's what you want to do. You want to <laughs> find, you want to go to the Recisto. Recisto. And you want to find One Night Alone live. Yeah. Prince didn't do a lot of live albums. No, you can see not. a lot of live performances. Right. I mean, obviously, uh, probably my two favorites that are really easy to find other than the Super Bowl is also the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Before video. it was horrible. Well, no, but it was um, while my guitar gently weeps. Oh my god, that is brilliant! And he was asked to come up, and it was all like all these stars Tom were Petty, there. Tom Petty, everybody was George on Harrison's stage. Son. Yeah, everybody was on there, and it was honoring George, George Harrison. Harrison. And Prince came out and played the guitar solo for that. By the way, if you find the video, it's at three thirty-two. Three thirty-two. Look at it. And you will see one of the most amazing guitar. Everybody on there is like this amazing star, yes. and their jaws are dropping. They're, bril- they're, they're and they're brilliant musicians, and, and they are like, "What are we looking at right now?" And watch till the end. Yes, please. His move at the end yep. is complete and total Prince, Prince, and it's the best part of it. So agreed. All right, so I, if you don't mind, they're short stories, but yeah. I have a lot of stories, some Let's of which it. you haven't heard. I want to hear them. Let's so, do it. I was a Prince fan from very early on, right. well before Purple Rain. Uh, well, but but I have. What were you eight? I mean, that's when his album. Well, I mean, his first one. But I but I was a fan. But by yes. by Dirty Mind and all those, yes. I was listening. Well, you to know, Prince, Do so. Me Baby is was, from what eighty two? Dirty Mind? No, not even seventy. Is eighty one or or eighty? Okay. So I heard that song, but it wasn't from him. Where'd you? Uh, it was covered by a woman. Oh, it's that's covered by someone, and I can't think of the person right now. I did not know that. Heard it and went. I don't know what this is, but I'm all in. <laughs> and then I heard the Prince version. I went. Oh yeah, I'm well, all in. I think you tell this story on the show, so got, you'll have to wait and listen to the show when Paul and, and Jamie are talking about it. But you tell the story of the whole reason, one of the reasons you started listening to Prince yes. is because your mom said not to. So that's right. Uh, which anyway, is, which please. is which? You, do you know how many people probably have that same situation? Oh, I'm sure there are many going. Oh, my mom hated him so, too. <laughs> couple couple quick stories is okay. that I went through this phase uh, right before Purple Rain came out. 
I somehow convinced my parents to get me a drum kit. Crazy. I was overcompensating a little bit. And I don't know why you would because everyone okay, doesn't all right. have to. Shh, shh. All right, thanks. Doesn't, um, have to. doesn't have to. I was overcompensating with the fact because in elementary school, I played the flute. Okay. Okay, so. So you're, you're trying to erase that from your correct. memory. <laughs> correct. Or from your other people, the so, peers' memory. <laughs> I didn't take drum lessons or anything like that. I, I got you some just... tips and, you know, there was no YouTube videos to watch back no, in the day, right? That's so right. I got a drum kit. Okay. And I, I, I put it in my bedroom. I was probably 13, 14 years old, maybe. And I, every day after school, pre-homework, came home, threw the headphones on, and from start to finish, played Purple Rain on the drums. The whole album? The whole album. I would what? sit there exhausting myself. And your parents let you do it? Oh my God. I, I To this day, I remember doing you know that. What? So it was super fun. Your mother is a saint for letting you do that. <laughs> Sorry. Well, what's, what sucked That's is it's crazy. not like you could hear the record. Like they the, can only the hear you right. struggling. <laughs> yeah. Learning, struggling through right. the learning. Well, right. that's, you know what, though? That's brilliant. Yeah, and I'm so, so, what a cool thing. Yeah, so I learned. And did I, you, I t- okay, did you perfect it? I could play the whole album. That's great. Yeah, I mean, probably not well, but I, I was having fun and listening to the music. That and is so, it was, so, so it was really that's good. so cute. And so uh, my the other Prince story that I wrote down was, is back to the college dorms thing. Okay. But this is a little weird. Oh, God. So first of all, I get my dorm <laughs> assignment and I, and I... I, the, your names are on the door, right? right. So my name is Daryl Miner, um, and I'm this end room Draper Hall sex date. Woohoo, go Hornets! Um, but and then, but my roommate's name was Nasser Ali. All right. I didn't know what to make of that. I had I I had met anything. him. It could have been anyone, right? Yep. And he's already there. Oh. He's already not. He's there, but his stuff is there. He's an early bird. So so I get there. I open, and up on the wall is a now. Concert posters back in the day were like five feet by four feet. <laughs> That's right. They were huge. Ma- yes. Actual concert posters. Yes. Not, not regular in your room posters. They were like movie poster size. M- huge movie yes, posters. Yes, they were exactly. big. Yes. Exactly. That's true. So he had a concert tour poster from the Girls and Boys Tour for oh. Prince, which was the parade tour. Okay. Right. Girls and Boys is one of the songs in right. that era, right? The And so, and I'm like, I haven't met this guy. Don't but we're in. We're Are good. we best friends? Are we yep. best friends? Yep. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> What's your favorite so, dinosaur? So, uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> so, That's so awesome. we hit it off really well. Although he freaked me out a little bit because he said, uh, "I said, well, oh, you're a Prince fan." He goes, "Yeah, I actually used to dress like Prince in high school." Oh, thought, he was really so a he, fan. he was uh, so he was really into it. So, so it's like uh, you like Philip Seagulls? Well, I know you do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got From it. Wedding singer. Got it. Uh, what else? Oh, I have some. I have some Prince stories for us. Do tell. Um, lots of them, actually. Oh, so dear. I mean, well, part most of them related to our going to see Prince. So yes, so we have um, we've seen him many times in different venues, four or five times. What's really cool is we have seen him in the arenas where there's yep. like thirty thousand people, yeah, and then we've also seen him in very intimate venues where there's no more than three to five thousand. Yes, and that is actually a small venue for Prince, who yes. could probably sell out Madison Square Garden eight days in a row, which I think and, he has, actually. Well, he, he did um, the O Arena, which is the biggest arena in, in England. No, oh, the oh o, my like bad. O2 or whatever it's called. And it was like eight nights in a row and 70,000 people every oh night. My and just God. ridiculousness. Like, yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. So, so some of my stories with you and Prince yes. are, uh, one of them is in the intimate venue space. Yes. He 
and and the hit and run tour and the piano and a microphone tour that he has recently done has been that this same kind of thing, which is he literally tells you a day before yeah. that tickets are going on sale and then the following day he's going to be there. Yes, you so, have literally, you, you have to be really fortunate right, right. to you, get a you, ticket. You you hope that it falls on a payday, right? Or, or that he comes in. Or that town, you or, just are lucky enough to grab a snag right, a ticket. Right. So this happened where this was a original kind of hit and run tour. He announced he was coming to the Memorial Auditorium in, in Sacramento. Yes. Which is not even three, maybe 2,500 people. I think it's 2,800 We've people. seen some cool people. We saw B.B. King there. We did. It seemed some cool people there but britney spears was there your daughter saw britney spears britney spears and nsync open britney spears open, open for, for nsync, NSYNC. Yeah. yeah so um so really small venue yeah. really cool kind of old school venue rolling stones have played there yeah. you know that kind of stuff back very, way very, way back in the 60s very cool venue yeah so it's one of those things where it's 75 bucks 75 bucks would have been a <laughs> fucking bargain that's a bargain that's now a bargain compared to what we just paid for the most recent tour <laughs> Yeah, it was um, worth it though. But yeah, go ahead. so so, but it's GA, and it's yeah. one of those it's one of those little venues where there's floor, mm-hmm. and then there's a horseshoe shape of seats. Yes, okay. above and on the second on level. The, on on the first and second level, oh, and then yeah, there's like the back a ba- in the back. it's almost like there's it's almost like you're watching basketball, but there's a stage, right? So there's right. so there's a floor that's basketball sized, and then mm-hmm. and then a horseshoe of seats. Yes. Anyway, long story short, it's GA. Yeah. You have to show up at the minute the doors open if you're going to get close. And yep. something I learned from you yes. is that we don't roll nosebleed. No, we go to the fucking front. That's correct. Every time. And if we're not there when we get there, we'll we end there up there. We'll be there by the end. <laughs> right. So I was, I knew that, obviously. And I, got, I was getting really anxious because I don't remember who it was, but whoever we had watching the kids, because they were little at the time, mm-hmm. did not show I on know. time. I don't remember that. I don't was, remember. was it one of my flaky sisters? Probably. Probably. Um, so <laughs> uh, it didn't show on time. So we're like, we're not worried about not necessarily making the concert, but would we be jammed behind thousands of people and were we sitting not going to get in? Would right? we be sitting in a seat in a place where we could get on the floor and down right. front? Right. So anyway, I'm really pissed and it's downtown and parking sucks and blah, blah, blah. And so babysitter shows up. We hightail it out of there. We zip downtown. We finally find a parking spot. And I'm grumpy the whole time because I think we're going to, even though, even in a seat, we're talking 3,000 people, you know, still going to be good. So we get there and no one, and he hasn't gone on stage yet. People are milling around. Nobody. Milling around. Yeah. And I look around and the seats are full. Yeah. The floor, everybody's just kind of hanging and talking, so nobody's jammed up on the stage yet. And I was like, all y'all are Purple Rain only fans. Fuck all y'all. Why are you up in the seats? That's right. Like, like this is... They don't even know. Like, you people are sitting down purposefully, (laughs) way the fuck in the back, to get a seat. Screw that. So, what did we do? We walked right up to the stage. Right up to the front, because nobody had come on yet. That's right. Lights hadn't dimmed. Nothing Nothing had happened. We get up there five minutes later... Lights dim. We're 10 feet from the fucking stage. The whole Two time. and a half Hour. hours. That was the longest performance of him we've seen ever. It was. Even with encores, that is the longest performance. Ridiculously awesome. It was amazing. It was awesome. Anyway, we so. We could see the pores in his cheeks, and people. And I, I spent the whole it night was, watching the drummer who was ridiculous. The octopus. Yes, he was like. Well, he whatever could, that guy's name He had name symbols was. behind him. And he could play Insanity. them. Yeah, ridiculous. So. Yes. Um, so that's the babysitter being late story in one of the times we saw him at the <laughs> yes. memorial. Yes. There was another time where we saw him at, I think it was Arco. 
Well, that was the one where you were really into the fan club. Yeah, so I was. You were, in, there was a phase. He had a fan club at the time. There was a phase where you were like hardcore fan yeah. club. Well, because it was what the was point. What was it called? Purple something. No, no, it was a uh, uh, new power generation. Oh, NPG. Yeah, the so, NPG club. That's so, right. That's so right. So the, in the NPG club, yes. the thing was is this was the time where Prince was to get his music. You had to be in the club because he yes. was so anti-record he was label, super anti-corporate. Right, so if you wanted good shit and new music and find out what was going on, but you also got first shot of tickets. Yes, right. So that's true. Coming to Arco, MPG Club, pre-sale, bought tickets, but no, you don't know where your seats are. You just know they're going to be in the first ten rows or whatever. Right. And I bought mine. We bought them Instantly. to the second. Right. <laughs> so yes. so we go to Will Call, and I'm kind of. This is a quick short story on it. I was kind of pissed because we got fifth row. And I thought for sure we'd be first row. Yes. First row. Well, as it turns out, fifth row was first row because he had like the Prince symbol cross stage going. Right. And so if you were first row, you were kind of in the nook and crannies. If you were fifth row, you were first row at the edge of the stage where they would come out. So we spent the whole time watching Candy Delfer play sax, which it was wasn't horrible. Mm-hmm. So that was really fun. But that, but my story on that night was, is that's the night that I happened to look backward in the aisle, if you remember. <gasps> yes. And standing there yes. was, uh, and forgive me for being uh, a fandom for a moment, was Larry Graham. That's not... That's not a small thing. Uh, Graham Central Station, Sly and the Family Stone. That crazy bass that father you all heard. Of, father of the slap bass. Yes. Um, um, <laughs> deep, super voice. Uh, my parents got married to his song, One in a Million You. Yes. And he is a, he is in, he has been in Prince's band. He is the, like a godfather to Prince kind of thing, right? Yes. And so, I don't know what got over me, you, but because I walked, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. I walked right up to him and introduced myself, You're and so it was sweet. it was super cool. And to he meet was Larry kind Graham. to you, he right? Was super kind, and I'm so and glad. was so nice, and and it was. Really I didn't neat go to with you. Him. I was afraid, and you didn't. Uh, you know, I told my mom the next day, and she flipped the lid because obviously, you know, I grew it's up amazing. listening to Larry Graham. And you know and, what? What's funny is that if that had happened a month ago or even three years ago, you would have done a selfie. Oh, for sure. You were like, no, dude, there were, no, there were no cell phones. Nothing. And, uh, nothing. Because I definitely would have done it. And, you know, speaking of his band with Larry Graham and stuff, just one quick comment. If you did not get the opportunity to see him live, I, f- I kind of feel sorry for you because the videos even that you see on YouTube don't do it justice because what you're watching is Prince. Yeah. And even in his guitar solos, he's amazing and all that kind of stuff. What you fail to get is it does not matter who he has on the stage. He has the best band on the planet no Agreed. matter what. He finds he will the, have a top one or two drummer in the world. Uh, the world, man. Uh, uh, Larry Graham will play bass. Maceo Parker played horns for him for years. And for those of you who don't know, James Brown is fucking famous because Maceo Parker played horns in his band. I will tell so, you. I, I will tell you this on a side note, not a side note, but what I will say is that I am very grateful for Daryl's knowledge of the musicianship because I was completely unaware of the fact that Prince handpicks these world famous. Half of his amazing band. Yeah. musicians because it's not just about him. He wants to be surrounded by the very like the elite, the best, the one percent of musicians who can keep up, who are equally as talented right. as this man is. That is how good he is. Right. Or was, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I- but amazing and it, it makes the show the live shows, it makes it perfection. Yeah. And every experience is different. I've seen him four times, and every experience has been different. And it's it, what's great about it is that, uh, I mean, obviously he is, President Obama called him a virtuoso today. And I think that that 
without a doubt describes him. The guy mm-hmm. plays like 27 instruments well. Yeah. Well. And so his his band, like even Candy Dolphin, I mean, there have been times where we've watched him where four people in his band were Grammy winners. Right. In his band. Yes. Like not including him. Right. You know, so it's it's a really cool thing to do. My other funny story about us is uh, one of my favorite songs of all time is Blue Light. Um, what album is that on? It is on. Um, Do you remember? Uh, yeah, it's on. It's the, not Sign of the Times. It's time? on the Symbol album, the one where he had changed his name to a symbol. Okay. And the actual title of the album is Symbol. Okay. And I'll, you know, here I'll play a little clip of it right here. Oh well, here we are again, looking for something to get us in the mood. Each and every one of my friends That the love we make is really pretty rude But they don't believe me Cause it's written all over my face Like Avion and the people You and me got different tastes You like it in the dark but I like a blue light Can you turn on a one of the reasons it's one of my favorite songs is because when Jamie and I first got together, she had a one of these really kind of very I guess 90s. It's cheeky '90s phones. It was a that, blue, neon and it was a blue neon light, and so phone. so the phone. It was a phone. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, we used to have to plug in phones. You know what? You know when I bought that, I can't remember the name of the store, but Kim was with me, yeah. and I picked up this neon phone with a big huge face for the numbers you know the in large numbers and i just loved it because it was a nightlight because i'm yeah i'm not afraid of the dark but i kind of like to have you like noise and light i do and you know before uh before you i was not a fan of television being on I, i listened to music before i fell asleep and so having a nightlight and music was great Mm -hmm. and then you know obviously you obviously like the nightlight as well so what what makes this story even cooler is that that when we first got together obviously the the phone the light the whole thing and it just it it instantly reminded me of that song because it obviously had already been out by that point right um uh, but you recently, within the last couple of years, actually found I did that same phone, and you uh, bought it for me. Well, yeah, because I can be nice sometimes. Shush. When yes. it has to do with Prince, I know that I can't fail. Yeah, you can't. It's so, so it's really, really great. Um, and then I, I only have one more story, and this is only because it's it happened last night. <gasps> yeah. So do it. do it in the middle of the night. Yes. Um, probably three in the morning, maybe you didn't wake up, but you know, we sleep with the door open a little bit. Uh, cause Window, we're I need Wind- air. Yeah. So, and just out of the middle of the night, cause we live in a really quiet neighborhood, really loud. I assume it was a car stereo. I suppose it could have been a home stereo or something like some r- really loud was the song bet you by golly. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, most of you think of that stylistics. That's who did the original. Well, right. in his, one of his triple CD emancipation, 
Prince did a great version he of did. Bet You By Golly. Wow. Anyway, this song is blaring. And not for like a minute like somebody accidentally started their car and their radio was up really loud. But like for a good like half the song was yeah. playing really loud. And I was like, did I dream that? That's really weird. Yeah. I even told you about it this morning. Yes, long, long before we talked about Prince. Yes. And then you just happened to ask me about it today. She, you were like, that wasn't Prince's version because that would be Freaky. That'd be really freaky. It actually, it was freaky to be that random and it then have is. this happen anyway. But it is. the fact that that song would play the night before one of our favorite Prince actually, versions of a song. and Two hours before we found out he passed away. It was crazy. Really? It's a sign. It's, it's a, a sign. sign. I, it was hor- You know what? This has been a truly emotional... I mean... It's emotional for me, but it, it was funny because right before we recorded our episode this week, Paula was really sweet. She's like, you know, if you want to wait till tomorrow, because I know today's really emotional. I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm really fine. And I started crying. <laughs> like, I don't know why I'm crying because I didn't know the man. No. I appreciate his music. I, I am fortunate enough to have witnessed the live version, which is nothing compared to what you've heard on the radio. If you were bright enough to go and at least listen to some deep cuts, right. you will know that the crap you hear on the radio is nothing compared to what he's his, capable his, of. His, it's like nothing. You know what? A kiss is a great song. Brilliant. So great. is Cream. By the way, Cream is really, oh, well, really Well, so that's a deep good. track, right? So. Well, it is, but it's not because it... Some of them were just because it wasn't played on the radio doesn't necessarily mean it's not. I mean, Cream for Kiss is played by everyone. Yes, like Even Julia Roberts did it. Like, Pretty like, Woman. Like you know, everybody yes. listens to Kiss. It's the it's the the whitest song he's got, right? <laughs> yes. But you listen to something like you mentioned Dan Mason today. Yes, uh, Dan Mason is a, is a friend of ours, and we and, saw and, Prince and, with him, and it, it's a did. brilliant memory. It's I love a really it. great memory. Yes. We got to see Prince with him in Oakland uh, not too long ago. Uh, this was the pre, you know, we just saw, and that we didn't even talk about that. That, of, that we just saw Prince yeah. not even two months ago. I know, and he, it was one of his last shows. It was, and it was at, and we didn't. He did ultimately do Oracle, a big arena show, because there was such demand. But right. we saw him at Paramount Theater. Couple thousand people, it, super close. I was three hundred bucks a ticket instead of seventy five bucks a ticket, but we yes. did it anyway. You know what, though, honestly, it's, I would have paid five hundred for that show. And it was insane. I would have paid a thousand if I could have afforded it. I would have done it. It is one of those things where you go. You know, there are there are brilliant artists all over the world, different genres, whether it's opera, rock, uh, R and B, soul, funk, anything. Actors, I mean, there's any any art you can think of that you're passionate about, and you know there's literally, it would be almost impossible not to spend over your budget to see them. This is one of those people for us. For you specifically. Yeah. There were times during that show where I was sitting, a lot of people stood through the whole of it, for a lot of it, because they were really excited mm-hmm. about some of the songs. I was sitting in my chair with my eyes closed, yeah. because I was literally absorbing what I was hearing because his voice is so amazingly clear and concise and his playing, his piano playing is mm. pristine. It's It was an amazing, amazing way to say that it was the last performance that I would ever see. I actually thought about it today. How much would I be regretting? Oh my God. If we had not gone. There was no question. We were always going. I, I know, but, but you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like that that brief minute where can we get tickets? Should we get tickets? It's a lot of money. <sighs> Should we spend it? And we did it. Kismet and, that and, I got four premium seats. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was so great. 
Yes. So I don't know if it's in conclusion. I don't know if you have anything I, more to no, add. No, I, I, we could go on, but I We I could go on. I appreciate you letting me kind of... Uh, uh, it's almost like it would be almost ridiculous not to allow you to allow you. your the opportunity to talk about your your love for this artist. And, and thank you to... Uh, there's been a handful of listeners who know me or through the show mm-hmm. and and have said, oh my God, I hope, I hope Producer Dub's okay. And I know. That's so, so sweet. sweet. It was really thankful. I mean, you know, it's been an emotional week for me for a, for a variety of reasons. But you know, we're, we opened a really good bottle of wine and said, "Let's uh, we did. let's 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 have some let's have some purple juice, and celebrate <laughs> yes. the, celebrate the purple one." And, yes. and and I appreciate you letting me uh, come do a little extra episode. And shout out to Paula who wanted to be on uh, tonight too, but said, yeah. "No, you guys go ahead and do it, and then we'll post the regular episode later." But yes. I'll try and get this one. Uh, going as soon as possible so it's yeah, it's up but I, I, I definitely appreciate it i'm glad that you were able to little unload a little bit because i know like for me i i definitely have ocd <laughs> and i obsessed all day i was on facebook way too much today liking and re- replying to every single thing i must have posted more than i've ever posted before i posted a photo a very old photo of vanity and prince and i'm like if you believe in heaven, if you believe in anything, yep. those two are together. They will be together at some point. I mean, it's just crazy. Honestly, that's why he was that's why we got to see him. I know. Because he was in town to, to go, go to, go to Vanity's funeral. funeral because she was an East Bay resident. And so <sighs> And um, like like tri- What are the odds? Like why would you pick Oakland of all places at the random part of things, right? I you know, know, so and like a tribe called Quest. I can't even fucking breathe right now. Yeah, it's been you know what? I, I I remember Michael Jackson dying. I remember I all these things. Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. Yeah. And social media was around for all of yep. that. And 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 I'm I'm watching my post today, and oh it's not God. even people posting to me. No. It is just all Everybody. of my fifteen hundred friends or whatever it is, yeah. right? However many that are on there. I think at one point I counted thirty six straight posts of that Prince. were Prince. Not yeah. a single non Prince post nope. got in the way, and they're all different. It yeah. wasn't like everybody was sharing the same story, and yes. that's the kind of that's the kind of artist that this guy was. You and I talked a little bit. One of the posts that I liked a lot was is that the word genius is thrown around a lot. Yes, right. Apple genius at the <laughs> fucking Apple store, or yes. or that guy was really smart, but, but really really but smart, really smart. If you've listened to his music, I think you appreciate him. Sure. If you've seen him play it live. There is no other word but genius. Uh, it's a, it's, it's hard to describe what you're saying. You can't even like understand how, like he could go and do an album at any minute, one take, done and done. Yeah. Right. There's a story about when he was doing Purple Rain. Oh, the live, the, the live recording. Yeah. He did the, the concert. When you see that footage in the club, when he's doing that, one take, right? One take. Yeah. Because he wouldn't have it any other he way. He didn't want to rehearse it. He didn't want to rehearse He's it. He's like, no, he this wanted, is it. This is what he does. Yep. This is just what he does. And then the story about the Super Bowl was the other one I liked that what? I saw today. Is the Super Bowl, we talked about it being one of the greatest performances of well, all time. Well, it is. Well, the, the, the video that I posted is actually an NFL Films video. So they okay. give some background. It's not just watching the actual performance, right? Mm. And so one of the producers of the show says, you know, it hasn't rained in 40 years in the Super Bowl. Why would it rain this time? Because and it did. And so they called Prince and were like, we're really sorry, the stage, all this kind of stuff. It's raining. And, and Prince, he, he said, make it rain harder. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, right? he don't care. And 
Are you kidding me? Purple rain Challenge while it was accepted. raining. <laughs> yes. Fireworks going off. It's like exactly what he would want. Ridiculous. And today there was a today there was rain and a rainbow literally over Minnesota. Paisley Park. Oh, I saw that. So. I saw that. You know, there are so many poignant moments that have occurred today where it's fans gathering at the studios, which, you know, I personally don't understand. But I mean, some people need the closure. I mean, you and I, when we were in line at the Paramount in Oakland, Seven weeks ago, yeah. we met some incredibly passionate fans. Yes. We consider ourselves fans. I consider you a bigger fan than me, but these people are like, oh, Prince isn't starting the show without me there. I mean, and they believed it. Yeah. They were resolute. Yeah. And that's the kind. But the thing, what's cool, and you were reading me an article earlier today, the I think it was in the Post. Washington Post, mm-hmm. is that... Everybody will claim ownership to Prince. Yep. The black community, the funk community, the music community, the yeah. the radio community. Everybody lays claim to him because he touched everybody. Right. He resonated with anyone. And that is what he really, truly wanted. Rainbow Children wasn't on accident, people. No, it was not. He isn't all about one thing. And yeah. that's what's so amazing about a person like Agreed. this artist. Because you can't. You would, I would challenge you to find another who is that open to any genre, race, religion. You can't, they're hard to find. Yeah, it's, it's, there, there's not too many genres of, of music that he hasn't touched. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's Jimi Hendrix times 10, right? Absolutely. It's just this ridiculous. Yes. And, and honestly, you know, again, this is the live part I talk about seeing him live. And and maybe this um, this rock and roll hall of fame video will help you help not you but anybody listening understand right. that if Prince couldn't sing a note if he was not flamboyant and <laughs> sexy and weird right. and short and 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 Awkward. if he wasn't any of those things <laughs> yes. you'd be like this is the most brilliant musician right. ever yes he was still a very he could talented. do anything yes. with any instrument piano at guitar any, time. any guitar any Anytime. kind of stringed instrument he just got true. a brand new guitar too by the way well, that's a bummer. Just this ridiculously cool purple guitar. So that's sad. Well, anyway, we're pro- I, again, I could go on and on. But yes, thank of you. Of course, so, we could. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, uh, thank you, thank listeners, you for, for your stories, for, for uh, uh, letting me talk about how I learned to play the drums to Prince. I will say one thing, um, a couple of things before we close this out with, I'm sure, some amazing music. Our daughter, uh, when I picked her up from school today, I said, "You know, Prince died, right?" And she goes, "You know, I heard that today." And I, she goes, "Yeah, that's really sad." And then when she came home. You know, shockingly, this is what it took. MTV decided to play videos today. And they're playing Prince videos for who knows how long. And so I had MTV, which was like a total flashback to my childhood, (laughs) playing Prince videos. That channel doesn't exist without Prince and Michael Jackson. And and Madonna. Madonna. And And by the way, can we get Madonna and Bruce Springsteen in some kind of bank vault so that they don't croak anytime soon? I mean, they better not this year. I mean, seriously. 2016. Someone. You. Wrap them in bubble wrap, okay? Damn it. Um, But anyway, so I had that blaring. So when I picked her up and we came home and it was, I had left the TV on and I came home and she turned turns to me and she goes, was it like a really big deal that Prince died? And I said, I have not been raising you, Ryan. <laughs> yes, it's a big deal, That's Malia. Big deal. And she's like, okay, well, I, w- I mean, this is like, it's like overwhelming her. Like everywhere she goes, it's purple and Prince. Yeah. And I said, yes, it's a very big, it's a huge loss. You and- know what? Somebody said today, like now, I, I think I mentioned that I, now I, I think I finally understand my mom's reaction when Elvis, Elvis died. died. Yep. Yeah. And My parents somebody, were devastated. De- 
my, my mom parents, was my mother bawling. cried. She was bawling. I and mean, these are just, people we don't know, but you relate right. to their music so personally. And it to me, it feels like Elvis died. It's so crazy. I have never cried over someone I don't know dying. Right. Never in my life. And the fact that I started crying, and I was trying to excuse it a million ways. I'm like, well, I'm just thinking about Daryl right now, and da da da. I'm tired. I'm PMSing. You know, Daryl's grandfather. <laughs> I'm thinking of all yeah. these reasons. I'm like, you know what? Fuck all of that. I am fucking sad. Yeah. I am sad that he is gone it is horrific somebody laughed at me today because when i said that when i said that now i know what my mom felt like when elvis died she goes don't you remember michael jackson dying i was like fuck that like to me my don't get me wrong insanely talented oh my god ridiculously influential and all all that stuff yeah but to me he wasn't nearly as relevant and things like that when he when he died like right. he was he had become more the person than the music he star. was something else and just this weird kind of guy right. whereas prince has been weird in his own quirky way <laughs> yes but no one has doubted that his his popularity was due to his funky ass tunes <laughs> it's right true and so for yes. me i would invite you all of you to do one thing is hit up itunes hit up yeah. spotify and just Listen to the fucking hook. Don't buy the. You don't even have to buy the song. Just but listen, listen to, to these songs that if you don't know the name of the song because it wasn't played on the radio, listen to it. Yeah. And he made, you know, you you posted that video today of the 11 songs that are mega smash hits that he, that wrote. he wrote that no, you don't know. I mean, some Stevie people Nicks. know. I mean, like, you know, a lot of people know the Sinead O'Connor one. Yeah, that was pretty popular. But, you know, everybody knew that that was a big deal that Prince had wrote, wrote that. I feel for you. A lot of people knew that Chaka Prince Khan. wrote that. Mm-hmm. But Manic Monday, a Stevie, Stevie Nicks, Nicks song. Back. That, the, the Stevie Nicks Stand Back was written by Prince. I had no clue. Mm, that was I the thought one I, I knew know. everything. That was the one I did That was know. amazing. I'll and I'll be honest, also, that tells you how judgy we are. Well, I personally love Stevie Nicks, but you yep. do not. But it's like, that tells you what kind of artistry is going on behind the scenes that no one knows about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No one knows about. And that should blow your fucking mind. <laughs> it should. Uh, well, thank you again. Well, I think we should go fuck because that's what Prince would want. So. Okay, that's fine with me. All right. All right. Peace, people. Peace. I never meant to cause you been inside the world I never meant to cause you any pain I only wanna one time see you laughing, babe Only wanna see you, see you laughing, yeah In the purple Play this guitar!